What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My friends, I am Vivian McPeak, and this is Hemp Present. If you've got feedback or would like to suggest a guest or top, topic for Hemp Present, you can still email me at hempresent at gmail.com. Moby Grape is an American rock band founded in 1966, part of San Francisco's psychedelic music scene. The band merged elements of rock and roll, folk music, pop, blues, and country. Jerry Miller is the guitarist and a founding member of Moby Grape. The seminal Bay Area rock group still continues to perform occasionally. Rolling Stone included Miller at number 68 on their list of 100 greatest guitarists of all time. And Moby Grape's album, Moby Grape, at number 124 from the magazine's listed 500 greatest albums of all time. I'm excited because I've got Jerry with me today to tell us about his historic musical career. Welcome, Jerry, to Cannabis Radio. Well, thank you, Vivian. It's nice to be here. Man, thanks Got for doing this. I, I'm, I'm such a fan. Um, you were born in Tacoma, Washington, and you live here in the Pacific Northwest today. You began your music career in the late 1950s, I believe, with popular Northwest dance rock bands playing and recording, including the Elegance and the Frantics. Uh, you contributed yes. uh, guitar work to an early version of the hit record, I Fought the Law by Bobby Fuller, by the yeah. Bobby Fuller Four, and you toured with Bobby Fuller. What was the Pacific Northwest music scene like back in those days? Oh, it was really great. It was rock and roll, the Wailers, the Blue Notes, the Frantics, and, uh, you know, all the uh, dance halls, armories, and uh, also later on there was the beautiful clubs. I played at one uh, organ trio club. It was the uh, Hi-Hat, and that was really nice, too. That was when I was playing with an organ trio. And I hadn't played with a lot of other guitar players. But uh, later on, I heard the birds, and, and I decided I'd play with other guitar players. <laughs> it must have been kind of a so, yeah, but the North. Go ahead. No, uh, North Northwest uh, was a very good place to had some really good people I admired on guitar. Rich Dangle from the Whalers, Joe Johansson. He was a uh, one of my idols up here, and uh, 
I love to listen to these guys. They played the big big guitars usually, not the Stratocasters much. Except Jimi Hendrix did. <laughs> and, and you struck up a friendship with Jimi Hendrix, a Seattle native. And I, yeah. I, I understand that you and Jimmy would hit the club scene here with another guitar player, Larry Coriel, who eventually gained fame oh, yeah. with 11th House, helping to establish the jazz oh. fusion genre. And one of the clubs yeah. you patronized was the Spanish Castle in Des Moines, which inspired the Jimi Hendrix song, Spanish Castle Magic. Uh, what can you tell us That's about right. that time and those experiences? How did you meet Jimmy? Oh, well, we we would go to the different places. They had Birdland on Madison in Seattle, and they had the uh, Tiki. That's uh, where we would go every time we could go catch uh, Jerry Allen, who was kind of like Jimi Hendrix, early guy. He played a Stratocaster, and he was so nasty. I mean, he was a funky guy. He knew funk. <laughs> and we loved to listen to him. And so we just bump into each other once in a while. You know, we didn't hang out much because I lived in Tacoma. He was over in Seattle. Mm -hmm. But we bounced around a little bit at the clubs and always said hello. And then, of course, at Monterey, we had to say hello. What did you think when uh, the grunge scene happened and the Pacific Northwest became like a, a, a Liverpool or a San Francisco for a while? I thought it had hair on it. <laughs> it's pretty ballsy, pretty crunchy. Yeah, grungy, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I guess yeah. so. It was, it was all right. It was an, another, another type of uh, music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not my was, cup of tea too much, but sure, I understand. And there were a lot of live clubs yeah. to play at, uh, play original music again, right? Yeah, youthful stuff at the time. Right, right. So before no, co-founding before, before co <laughs> Moby Grape, you and your bandmate Don Stevenson performed in the Frantics, I think, right? Yes, and, uh, yeah, we were in the Frantics. And the band relocated to San Francisco, and with the addition of Bob Mosley, formed the nucleus of what yeah. would become Moby Grape in 1966. Right. And you recorded your eponymous first Grape album from March to April of 67, and then went on to open the legendary Monterey Pop Festival later that year. How did you get that gig? Yeah. How did you get the gig at Monterey? And is it true that Jerry Garcia suggested y'all move to San Francisco? No, no. We we uh, we were in San Francisco playing as the Frantics. We played the uh, Dragon of Gogo. And actually, when we first got there, it was on the day that they had the topless was legal. And so we thought we were gonna play at the peppermint tree and the, they didn't need us because they, they, they were gonna make money off topless. So we ended up playing, ba -da -ba -ba, ba -da -ba -ba, you know, <laughs> for the girls. <laughs> but anyway, at Garcia, we stopped at this place. We were coming home from, uh, where was it? Uh, 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 Santa Maria from Hunter's Inn. And we stopped to eat at this place called the uh, Inn Room in Belmont. And the uh, dead was playing there. It was just a, a small club, but they had just about to change their name to the dead from the Warlocks. And uh, 
they asked us, what are you doing here? We said, hey, dig your music. And they said, well, you want to come in and, and play on a break? So we went in, we did a couple of West Montgomery tunes. And then they said, well, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to go back to Tacoma. We have an empty Victorian here on Ralston Street. So we stayed there. And, and that's how we ended up in San Francisco. Wow. In the Bay Area. Right. Yeah. How did so you it get was the great. Gig? Yeah, the bar, How'd you the get bartenders the and everybody loved us. So, so we stayed. <laughs> awesome. How'd you get the gig at Monterey? That I don't know. It might have been to do with Matthew or oh. Bill Graham. I'm not sure. Yeah, your first album came out, right? So you guys were, were starting to make a splash. Yeah, we it was a good seller around the Bay Area for sure. Um, Jerry, Moby Grape was one of the few psychedelic era bands with three guitarists. I think it was yourself, Peter Lewis, and the late Skip Pence. You were the lead guitarist. Yep. Moby Grape was yeah. at, at sometimes referred to as country rock at the time. Who, who were some of your early musical influences that you tapped when forming your guitar style? Oh, well, you know, Freddie King, I loved him. I loved those songs, Freddie King, you know. Uh, Peter, he really liked uh, Sal, the guy who played with the Loving Spoonful. Uh-huh. He played like, he liked him. And, uh, you know, and of course I loved West Montgomery. That's why I got the L5 Gibson. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, uh, you know. I don't and, play and, that. And you're, and you're talking about your your Gibson L5 uh, CES Florentine guitar, a hollow body semi-acoustic axe that you named Bueller? Well, you sure know what you're talking about, yeah. Right? Um, you betcha. You, you've had Beulah since the early 60s, right? 61, yes. That's a long time to have well, actually, the same guitar. Yeah, actually, yeah. Well, it got stolen once when I was listening to uh, Sly and the Family Stone at the Winchester Cathedral. And uh, it was after we played at the Winterland and uh, uh, our roadie took it in his XKE. So you could see the guitars, you know, you see through that back window and somebody stole the guitar. So I went through hell to get it back. Started handing out a hundred dollar bills till I found that little thief that stole it. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Wow. Yeah, but I finally got it. That's actually in the book, the What's Purple and Boats in the Sea, Moby Grape. Wow, wow. The so whole story it, of that. Yeah. Beulah must feel like an extension of your arm by now, all those years playing the same guitar. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm sure glad I still have it. it I played it last night, man. It was beautiful. Nice, nice, nice. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm playing it tonight too. <laughs> are you? Do you have a gig tonight? A, yes, I do. Where are you playing? I'm playing at at Sam's. It's called Sam's out in Spanaway. Nice. Out south of Tacoma. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful place. All my old buddies show up, and everybody, bikers, everybody, hippies, but what there is left of them. <laughs> There's still a few of us. There's still a few of us, man. I was born in 1958. Oh, you bet, man. You bet. I, I love the peace, Nicks. I was born <laughs> in 58, so I was a little bit young, you know, uh, uh -huh. but but I was already a hippie when I was 10. And, uh, you and bet you. You know, 
I spent uh, yeah. a, you know, a good portion of my 20s and 30s basically grabbing every old album and studying everything. And, yeah. And, uh, and I was... always... Go ahead. Yeah. It was really a trip to be right in the middle of all that. You know, when I think back on it and I think how lucky I was to be, you know, right there in the middle of all that fun. And, yeah, you know, man. 23 years, 23 years old and bouncing around and Winterland and Avalon and uh, Fillmore. And yeah, you were and in the center the of the road. cyclone, right? You're really in the center of the cyclone, man. Absolutely. Right in the dead center. And we, you know, we were there in, in San Francisco in uh, 66. So that was really, really something to be able to be there that early. Actually, 65 is when I think we got there. Wow. In the, in the Bay Area. Yeah, it was beautiful. You know, I'm, I'm what I, I'm what Stephen Gaskin, my old friend, uh, used to call a traditional uh -huh. American hippie, right? <laughs> All right, great. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. We're back with Jerry Miller of Moby Grape and Beyond. You know, Jerry, on the, the first segment, you were talking about, you know, the 1960s San Francisco music scene, and it remains one of the most influential localized musical forces in, in recent history. And the 60s counterculture has influenced much more than just music. Um, you know, looking back on it uh, again, as someone who was there and played a part in defining the music of, of that time, I mean, what, what does it all mean to you? I mean, it, it, the 60s, and the music and the, the message from San Francisco, it rippled out to the entire world and it's it's still rippling today. Do you agree? I do indeed. I think it was just such, the audience was so wonderful. I always attribute the, the wonderfulness was that the people would give everybody a break. I mean, it was just love city. <laughs> you know, everybody, you could, you didn't have to worry too much, you know? Mm -hmm. There was a lot of trouble in the world, but right there, we had uh, ideas to, for progress in the right way. There was there was kind that's of a there's kind of a beautiful innocence. Um, that's 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 yes. been lost. Do you agree? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah that's long gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's little pockets of it. You know, San Francisco is very strange now, but. Uh, you know, there's still still pockets, you know, here in Tacoma. And uh, where are you at? You're in Seattle? Yeah, I'm in Seattle. I'm in West Seattle. Yeah. There's a, see, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, of good hippies left. There, there are. There are. And, 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 mm. and you know, the, the idea of peace and love and understanding and yeah. tolerance yeah. and c compassion yeah. and respect yeah. for the earth. I mean, it's timeless, right? Yeah. Yeah, and being hip, you know, like looking for new music. I still do. I still write and record. Have a, some of my own CDs and stuff. Of course, I love the old 40, 45s and uh, and the albums. They all sounded best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I even I used to listen to my dad. My dad's seventy eights even, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Seventy eights were great. I had a whole bunch of little Richard seventy eights. Nice. Well, you know, yeah, they really kicked butt. Looking back, Jerry, Moby Grape fell apart in 1970, and you performed with the Rhythm Dukes, I think, for a couple of years. Um, oh yeah. But you yeah. went on to show. That was stage. me. Go uh, ahead. 
Oh, that's it. That was uh, me and Bill Champlin was in that. He's with Chicago now. Right, right. And I told you before the show that I in, in, I interviewed uh, Terry Hegarty uh, from oh, yeah. Sons of Champlin not long ago, actually, on this show. You you went on, yeah. though, Jerry, to share the stage with the likes of Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton, B.B. King, The Doors. And I read that your yeah. admirers include Jimmy Page, Stephen Stills, David Crosby, Taj Mahal, David Frick, Eric Clapton, and Robert Plant. And Eric Clapton called you the best guitar player in the world when he first came to the U.S. <laughs> and, and Robert Plant cites you as a major influence for Led Zeppelin. And Led Zeppelin even played a Moby Gr- What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. song a couple of my big songs at its very first rehearsal what was it like when you heard that eric clapton thought you were the best guitar player in the world oh man i could have fell over (laughs) i couldn't believe it because he's my number one too i mean we played the those those freddie king songs like i mentioned we both played those kind of very similar because he was a lot of fun for uh, freddie king of course when i met him he wasn't wasn't in a good mood <laughs> but uh, yeah that was just uh hit the floor man when i heard eric said that i said how can that be <laughs> but i'm very flattered and very honored to hear that you know pretty cool and all of those people that's quite an honor to get those accolades from those high rollers <laughs> i guess so man i guess so yeah um yeah you still yeah steven stills steven stills and and robert they're good friends i go see them every chance i get i haven't talked to steven in a while but i got to give him a call nice Mr. nice stills yeah. yeah i mean yeah i mean you know of course contributed to some of the greatest music of all time as well 
right? Yeah. Yeah, they're all getting up there in age now. <laughs> you know, you still gig regularly, as you mentioned, and the music industry has changed so much since you started recording in the 1950s. It's, it's just a different world. Is there any new oh, yeah. recent music uh, that's coming out today that excites you? And what do you think of the music industry today? Oh, it's good from the, well, it's just so ridiculous. I mean, you got uh, Beyonce and Tyler Swift making a billion dollars on a tour. This is insane. I mean, they're good looking and uh, they make music, but doggone it. The price of rice is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> re it's really changed. And, and, and the music's in touring and, and touring and merch now, right? You can't really get oh, man. recording. You ain't kidding. That's just ridiculous. I mean, I play, I play a gig at, you know, get a hundred bucks. <laughs> Somebody gets a billion. That's ridiculous. My son's a bass player here in Seattle. Is that right? And uh, yeah, cool. yeah. And he's been, he's been complaining to me lately, man, that, you know, it's hard. There's no gigs. You know, there's no gigs yeah. anywhere anymore. It's very hard. No. Yeah. And you can't, can't really afford, you know, unless you risk to, to get any good position at one of the really nice concerts, you know, like Rod Stewart. Uh, all of those, the ticket prices are out you, you could pay of four, hand. You could play 4000 bucks just to get a good seat. Yeah, ain't that ridiculous? Yeah, it's all <laughs> it's all ridiculous. Absolutely, man. Yeah. No doubt about yeah, it. If you want to... Like like a regular working man wants to take his kids to a baseball game or a concert to see some of that stuff, he better be rich. But I've heard better on be I, well. I, I have heard on some good sources that you can still catch Jerry Miller for a pretty good price. <laughs> you betcha, and that's good. Uh, I mean, I'm happier in the pig and poop, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah. I get, yeah, I get to, I get to play. And uh, quite regular, and I forget, you know, I forget the blues. Just get out that guitar and have a lot of fun with good friends and play new songs and old songs, reminisce, shoot the do. <laughs> it's a lot yeah, of fun. Man. I still talk to, still talk to my old great buddies too. Really? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Talk to talk to Don quite a bit. He's he become a Canadian, you know. Don Stevenson. I I've considered that myself, if possible. <laughs> yeah, the pretty right nice. Things. He tells me. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you were born and raised in Tacoma, and you're still in Tacoma. Well, I came back after all them years. I was, you know, about thirty years in the Santa Cruz, and you know, San Francisco and Santa Cruz, California, and uh, and then I said. Uh, this is just a bit crazy. So let's go back home and see the dad, see the brother, see the mom, hang out, relax a little, because it's a beautiful place here. Oh, it is. It is, and, man. I, I was born yeah. and raised in California myself, and then I came up yeah. and went to Ballard High in 74, and I came oh, back. Yeah. And Don went to Ballard. Nice. <laughs> no, Don no. went to Garfield. Don Don went to Garfield, I think, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, one of my sons went to Garfield, yeah. um, and I was, right. I was playing in a band in California, and my band broke up, and uh, I, I came back up here in 86, and I've been here ever since, 
Um, California oh, yeah. is just not what it used to be. It's everything has changed so much. Do you agree? Oh yes, indeed I do. Yeah, it's just not the same at all. No, it wasn't going to stay. L.A. was never the same. It's always changing like crazy. But San Francisco is really yuppified, and you got to be you got to be rich. And there's just all huge, tall buildings, and and the old ones are just falling apart. <laughs> A tremendous gentrification in San Francisco, and you have uh, you have tremendous wealth, and then a stunning homeless population in the same, in the same place, right? Yeah, and, and really hard on on homeless, really hard. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, they won't they won't let them have a bathroom, and they won't let them do their thing outside. So it's tough. It's tough. Yep, it's tough everywhere these days. Um, yeah, I know. And and and, it's, and you it's know, everywhere. You you saw San Francisco in really what what might be called its glory days, right? You betcha. Absolutely, it was it was beautiful. You, I mean, you walk down the street, see somebody, and they say, "Hey, come on in. Let's listen to some Otis Redding." Got <laughs> <laughs> the new Otis Redding, Otis Blue, and we got some new Gabor Zabo. Or you can go down to North Beach and see all this crazy stuff and all these people doing their thing. You know, it's really cool. Everybody's up to something. And there was there's one guy one guy played the void harp in San Francisco. And he sit down, listen to have a couple of tokes and sit down and listen to that. Say, whoa man, a big big metal thing with strings around it. <laughs> crazy, crazy. It was funny. Carrie, we're going gonna to go to another break and then come back for our final segment. Okay, my man. All right, my brother. One second. Sounds great. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. It's really yeah. cool. It's really cool talking to you, man. So this, this next segment will yeah. only be about five and a half minutes long. It'll be about half the, as long as the previous segments. Um, it's just going, okay, okay. it's going spectacular. I'm so honored to have you on my show and, and get your message out. You know, I got listeners on four or five continents, and uh, wow, and we'll we'll get the message out, man. Uh, How about that? Hey, thanks for thinking of me, Vivian. Oh man, of course, of course, man. I've been yeah. like I said, I've been a fan of yours my whole adult life. You know, since I was I well, got one my of first... these days. Go ahead. I, I'm, I'll be playing. I'll be playing up there, Seattle, coming up not too long from now. Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. And, you know, I produced the Hemp Fest for 28 years, the Seattle Hemp Fest. You, and I, was, I was talking about David, that maybe we can do some kind of a cool event, you know, um, a peace, yeah. love, a peace, love event or something, you know. Uh, yeah, and, that'd be great. And get get the grape on there, man. OK, well, 10 seconds of silence. We're going to come back for our last segment. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. We're back for our final segment with Jerry Miller. Uh, legendary guitar player um jerry you were talking about you know somebody would say hey man you know let's uh come on come on in you know let's hang out and, and listen to the latest uh otis redding album i mean that's in the days of record albums right where you would sit yes. down while you're listening to the music and you would hold that album in your hand and you'd be reading all the liner notes and looking at the album cover and reading about the band on the back and looking at their pictures and stuff right yeah Waiting, waiting for the next Beatle album. <laughs> and you go out, hang, on the hang, cover. Out the, hang out at the record store for hours and 
flipping through oh, all you the know records, it. right? Looking at all the covers yeah. and the displays yeah. and everything, right? Um, it's, right it's on. Different world, right? I remember, you know, yeah. even growing up with my dad, I would sit and I would look at the records and pull the, 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 mm. the sleeves out, right? And they had, you know, all the, all the other uh, albums for sale inside the sleeve and, and all the liner yeah. notes and stuff. And uh, it's not yeah. the same with digital music, is it? No, it isn't. It, it is not. No, it was such a delight. So, so much different. They had a nice big old vinyl album and the pictures. You, you wait, anticipate, like Rubber Soul, Beatles, Revolver, uh, Rolling Stones, B.B. Uh, King, went to new B.B. King, all the, and then rooting up all the old blues. Blues stuff was great, too. And do you, you, uh, really, you ever have any listening parties? I got, oh, yeah. all Every night, every day, listen all the time. I have my collection of uh, albums right here I'm looking at. Who you been all listening stacked to up. lately? Let me see. Well, let me see what have I got. I, let's see, what is this here? This here. This here is Steely Dan. <laughs> nice. My friend, he he played with Steely Dan. Well, a bunch of my friends played with Steely Dan. You know, uh, that, that Baxter, can't buy Jeff a thrill, Baxter. Can't Buy a Thrill album. Yeah. That was just, every song was a hit. Every song yeah. was amazing. That, yeah. that, that, that changed my life. Yeah. This is Katie Lied. <laughs> Let's see what else we got here. What else? Well, there's Steve Mann. Now, he was a cool guy. He played on the uh, first Sonny and Cher stuff with a 12-string. Nice. He was a great friend. Him, and he introduced me to Dr. John, who was Mac Rabinac at that mm -hmm. time. The Night Tripper. And Yeah. He's always been a good friend. And of course, Taj Mahal, we played together. And uh, I go over there and see them at Demetrius Jazz Alley from time to time. Wow. I imagine, I imagine you go over there too, right? Yes. Yeah, I've seen some great shows there. Yeah, me too. It's at McCoy Tyner. Yeah, Les McCann. Yeah. Oh, man, I bet that was a killer. Oh, man. Yeah, I used the man. <laughs> he is the man. Yeah, him and uh, and McLaughlin too. Oh, uh, Mahavishnu Orchestra. Yes, man. Wow. Outrageous! What a genius. Changed my life. I mean, that's Larry. Oh Coriel. yeah, me too. Larry Coriel was yeah. one of their contemporaries, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Larry. We bailed around in New York, and we found around, of course, up here. I used to go see him almost every chance I could. There was a place up here, the Birdland, where Larry would play with uh, the Dynamics. Yes. Yes, Birdland. Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. man. I recall. Yeah. Very impressive. That's, that's, that's where everybody was welcome. Black, white, and whatever you wanted. You know, and it goes at that time, some of the people nuts. Oh, these guys are all getting together. Our daughters are going to get taken away. <laughs> you know, Jer Jerry, our time is our time's winding down. There, there was a hope, okay. there was optimism in the 1960s. Many of us believe that we are on the verge of, of a new dawn, you know, a new time of consciousness and enlightenment. Peace and love became yeah. global values and ideals to embody. Um, the youth of, of today might, might find reasons to feel despair. 
Are you hopeful that it's possible there could be another 60s? Well, it is possible. It's hanging on a thread. And, uh, you know, if we just stop this stupid-ass killing and, and ignoring and no truth-telling, I mean, there's lying and everything is permissible, it seems. Nobody gets called on their filthy, nasty ideas, you know? Yeah. Politicians and, and uh, warmongers, crazy. That scares the shit out of me, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful too, man, and we need to bring peace and love back by popular demand. Jerry, our, our, our time yeah. is up. Jerry Miller of Moby Grape and other great musical acts. You know, Thank you for your contributions. It's been such yeah. a blast talking to you, my bro. You, thank you very much, Vivian, and it's nice to you're a good interviewer. <laughs> thank you, sir. Well, uh, maybe we'll have you're you back. You're welcome, buddy. I'll come out and see you soon, man. Oh, okay. And Joe says don't hang up. Okay. <laughs> I won't that hang up. This okay, buddy. Represent. All right. Love you, brother. We'll talk to you in a minute. Love you too, pal. Okay. Bye-bye. The uh, Hempresent intro music is Seven Mile Beach by Joanne Rand, and the outro music is Take Back the Plant by Stickerbush. Let's get some peace and love happening, man, because we can do it. See you next time. Stay strong. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.